Hi, welcome to my Parsha Shir. Today we're going to talk about Parsha Svayeshev. This week's Parsha Shir is sponsored by Dr. Susan Grayson in memory of her grandmother, Miral Kanowitz, Miral Bas Yehuda Leib, Aleha Shalom, whose yard site is on the 23rd of Kislev. May her neshama have an aliyah, may we all be zeicher to see Techias Hamesim. The saga of Joseph, detailed in Parsha Svayeshev, is a narrative rich with drama and moral complexity. Joseph's story begins with him featuring as the favorite son of Yaakov. Joseph receives a kasonis pasim, usually translated as coat of many colors, from his father, symbolizing his special status in Yaakov's eyes. This favoritism creates envy and hatred among his brothers. Then there are Joseph's dreams, in one, sheaves of wheat bow down to his sheaf, and in the other, the sun, the moon, and eleven stars bow down to him. These dreams only exacerbate the tension between him and his brothers. Joseph's dreams are not to be taken lightly. The Medrash explains that in these dreams lay a prophetic vision of future events. If you have time, listen to the series of Forshiurim I gave in 2016 titled Joseph the Dreamer and the Dream Interpreter, which look at the three pairs of dreams that dominate the narrative about Joseph at key moments. The first and second pair of dreams occur in Vayeshev, with a final pair in Parshas Miketz. In these Shiurim, I compare the initial two dreams of Vayeshev with the other two pairs of dreams to see how they match up with each other and whether their treatment in the text and by the commentaries is similar or different. I also offer a comprehensive solution to the entire dream phenomenon so that all three sets of dreams make sense independently and vis-a-vis -vis each other. You can find the shiurim on my website rabbidunner.com. But back to today's shir. It is clear that the initial two dreams that Joseph had, and then how he described them to his family, resulted in his brothers conspiring against him. Initially, they planned to kill him, but then they decided to sell him into slavery instead, and he's taken to Egypt. There, Joseph, who is clearly an extremely charismatic and talented young man, rises to become the chief servant in the house of Potiphar, a senior official of Egypt's ruler, Pharaoh. I should add here that in Hasidic thought, the concept of the tzaddik, a righteous individual who faces trials and misunderstandings, is crucial. And in Parshas Vayeshev, it is central to understanding Joseph's story. This idea is extensively explored by Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. Rabbi Nachman in Likute Moharan, discusses the trials of the tzaddik, portraying them as essential for spiritual growth and leadership. He emphasizes that the tzaddik faces persecution and misunderstanding, not due to his own failings, but as a part of his spiritual journey and his role in elevating the world. Joseph embodies this archetype. His righteousness and spiritual depth lead to his isolation and to the trials he faces at every turn. And yet, these very same qualities ultimately bring about his rise to power and to the fulfillment of his dreams. This introduction sets the backdrop for one particularly 
pivotal episode in Joseph's life, his encounter with Potiphar's wife. This moment in the story of Joseph's life is not just a test of his personal virtue, but it is also a reflection of his role as a tzaddik, enduring challenging trials and always maintaining his standards and his integrity. Today, I'm going to delve deeper into this story, and we will see how Joseph's moral resilience serves as a powerful example of ethical strength and spiritual endurance, and that this is relevant across generations and for all time. Joseph's encounter with Potiphar's wife, which can be found in Periklamates, Psukim Zayin to Yudbeis, is one of the most compelling episodes in his roller coaster story. This incident is not merely a personal test for Joseph, but holds profound significance in the broader context of his life. Let us take a look at the details of the encounter itself. The Torah describes how Potiphar's wife was captivated by Joseph's outstanding good looks and his incredible charm. As Joseph settled into his role in Potiphar's household, where he was well regarded and entrusted with significant responsibilities, he faced this very challenging situation. Potiphar's wife repeatedly expressed her desire for him. But despite her persistent advances, Joseph steadfastly refused to engage with her as she wanted, citing his loyalty to Potiphar and his moral and spiritual obligations. He pointed out the trust Potiphar had placed in him and how engaging in such an act with his master's wife would be a grave wrongdoing, not just against Potiphar, but also a sin against God. One day, when they were totally alone in the house, Potiphar's wife tried to catch him off guard. He tried to run away, but she grabbed hold of Joseph's shirt, trying to coerce him into submitting to her demands. However, Joseph, in a firm act of refusal, left his shirt in her hands and fled from the house, choosing to maintain his integrity even in the face of such intense pressure, and even in the knowledge that he would probably end up in terrible trouble, which is exactly what happened. Mrs. Potiphar accused Joseph of trying to rape her, and he was thrown into jail. What happened in jail with the butler and the baker is a subject for another time. Today, let's take a look at the episode of Potiphar's wife. What are the lessons to be drawn from this intense moment? Clearly, Joseph's resistance to Potiphar's wife is not just a refusal of a physical advance. It represents a profound moral and spiritual stand. Rashi, in his commentary, emphasizes Joseph's righteousness and fear of God, which underpins his refusal to succumb to her advances. Rashi interprets Joseph's words, How can I do this great evil and sin against God as a testament to his unwavering commitment to God and to moral integrity? Ramban adds further depth to this understanding. He suggests that Joseph's test was not only a matter of resisting physical temptation, it was also a test of his loyalty and gratitude towards Potiphar, who had entrusted him with great responsibility and authority in his household. Joseph's resistance, therefore, is also 
an act of moral loyalty and ethical consistency. It was the ultimate act of hakaras hatoib, gratitude and appreciation. Ibn Ezra offers a slightly different perspective. He highlights the intense pressure that Joseph faced in that moment, considering his vulnerable position, vulnerable position as a slave in a foreign land. He knew the consequences of turning her down and that he could easily be killed for refusing. And it was so easy to do what she wanted. Everyone was out of the house. No one would know. He could have rationalized and said that it was pikuach nefesh, meaning he had to do it. And yet he didn't do it. This context makes Joseph's steadfast refusal even more remarkable, demonstrating his extraordinary character, strength and personal integrity. The 15th century Jewish philosopher and commentator Rav Yitzchak Abarbanel explores the psychological aspect of the test. He points out the loneliness and isolation Joseph must have felt, being separated from his family and from his home. This emotional vulnerability made the temptation even more challenging to resist. But despite all that, Joseph's firm rejection of Mrs. Potiphar's advances underscores his deep spiritual conviction and his incredible psychological resilience. What is clear is that this event was pivotal in Joseph's life. It marked a turning point in which his moral character is tested and proven. The commentators all highlight that Joseph's resistance testifies to his growth and development from the young, somewhat naive and very precocious dreamer in Eretz, in Eretz Canaan to a mature, principled man in Egypt. The metamorphosis is complete. Additionally, Joseph's ordeal in Potiphar's house sets the stage for his future rise to power. It is immediately after this incident that Joseph is imprisoned, which eventually leads to his interpretation of the dreams of Pharaoh's butler and baker, and subsequently Pharaoh's dreams. This chain of events, triggered by his moral stand, eventually elevates Joseph to a position of power and authority in Egypt. The story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife holds a significant place in the narratives of Bereshis. It serves as a powerful example of moral resistance and spiritual integrity. The commentators, through their varied perspectives, enrich our understanding of this episode. They present Joseph not just as a victim of circumstance, but as an active moral agent whose decisions and actions shaped his destiny. This episode also contributes to the broader themes of the Torah regarding faith, morality and divine providence. Joseph's story illustrates how adherence to God's commandments and moral rectitude, even in the face of severe temptation and pressure, can lead to unforeseen and far-reaching positive consequences. All of this means that Joseph's encounter with Potiphar's wife is more than just a narrative detail. It is a profound demonstration of moral and spiritual strength. Joseph's decision to resist Potiphar's wife's advances offers us a weighty exploration of ethical conduct in Jewish thought. It wasn't just about resisting temptation. The story of Joseph's rejection of Potiphar's wife encapsulates the essence of Yerash being in awe of God 
and also of Judaism's aspiration towards moral integrity and perfection. Yira Shamayim is a central concept in Jewish ethics, Musar. It means having a deep reverence for God coupled with a commitment to adhere to his mitzvahs and his expectations of us. In Joseph's refusal to submit to Mrs. Potiphar's advances, we see a clear embodiment of Yiras Shamayim. In his seminal Musa Sefer, Mesilas Yeshorim, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato explains that Yiras Shamayim is not about a fear of divine punishment. Rather, it is a demonstration of our profound respect for and awareness of God's presence and our desire, therefore, to fulfill his will. When Joseph said, How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? He was demonstrating his deep-seated reverence for God and a conscious choice to uphold what God expected of him, despite the risk of dire consequences and despite the very real temptation to go ahead with what Mrs. Potiphar wanted him to do. Joseph's moral fortitude can be compared with other figures in the Torah and Jewish history. For example, the story of King David and Bathsheba shows a very different response to temptation. While King David ultimately repents, that's tshuva, and he becomes the paradigm for personal tshuva for us all, for all time. His initial failure contrasts with Joseph's immediate and unwavering refusal to do an Avera. This comparison, this contrast, highlights the exceptional nature of Joseph's ethical qualities, which is why he is known as Yosef HaTzadik, Joseph the Righteous. The ethical dimensions of Joseph's decision not to go ahead with Potiphar's wife are further illuminated by various other Jewish ethical thinkers. The altar of Slabotka, Ravnosen Finkel, who was known for his emphasis on the concept of Gadlus Ha'odom, the greatness of man, taught that recognizing and embracing one's inherent dignity and the divine image within us is crucial, critical for ethical and spiritual growth. He believed that an awareness of one's own nobility and the divine spark we all have within ourselves is key to resisting ethical challenges. A well-known story illustrating the altar's teachings involves his approach to education. He once brought his students to a royal palace to observe its grandeur and elegance. After the visit, he explained that they, as human beings created in the divine image, should see themselves as no less dignified and noble than the opulence of the royal palace. We are all a palace, he told his students, with all the ornate fittings and fancy furnishings that are the feature of a royal residence. This story reflects the Alt of Slabotka's belief that when a person recognizes their own spiritual and moral stature, they are empowered to act in ways that are congruent with that high status. In the case of Joseph and Mrs. Potiphar, this perspective means that Joseph's refusal to surrender to her advances was a reflection of his understanding of his own inherent worth and divine mission. His dignity and self-worth demanded that he reject her. He was a royal palace, he was a prince, and princes must never lower themselves and damage their brand by becoming sleazy and weak in the face of temptation. Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, 
the celebrated mirror Rosh Hashiva and Baal Musar, was very focused in his Musadroshas and in his writings on the transformative power of moral tests. He believed that each and every one of life's challenges are opportunities for growth, strengthening character and deepening one's commitment to Torah values. A famous anecdote about Rav Chaim Shmulevitz illustrates his view on trials and their purpose. Once, during a particularly harsh winter in the Mir Yeshiva, there was a shortage of heating fuel and the base medrash where he gave shear was bitterly cold. Despite the discomfort, Rav Chaim continued giving his shiurim with his usual intensity and depth. When he was asked about it later on, Reb Chaim explained that physical discomfort should never deter anyone from their spiritual and moral duties. This story exemplifies his belief that challenges, whether big or small, are all just opportunities to reinforce one's commitment to ethical and spiritual principles. In the case of Joseph and Potiphar's wife, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz's interpretation is that Joseph's ordeal was a crucial moment for proving and solidifying his moral character, enabling him to turn a moment of potential downfall into one of spiritual ascent. Both the Alta of Slabotka and Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, through their teachings and personal examples, provide profound insights into the nature of ethical behavior and the role of personal trials in spiritual and moral development. Joseph's resistance to Potiphar's wife can be viewed through these lenses as not only a moment of moral triumph, but also as a step in his journey towards realizing his potential greatness and fulfilling his divine purpose. This, of course, he did emerging from prison, his next great challenge, as a great leader, not only for Egypt, but for his family, rescuing them from hunger and from the stain of his brother's sin against him. This test with Potiphar's wife was the first step in his journey towards the heights he would later reach. In exploring the interpretations of great Musa giants, the insights of Yeruchim Levovitz, the esteemed pre-war mirror Mashkiach, and Reb Chaskel Levenstein, his illustrious successor, who later served at Ponovish Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, offer profound perspectives. Both these luminaries emphasize the crucial role of self-discipline and the necessity of unwavering vigilance in personal behavior. This focus aligns seamlessly with Joseph's decision to resist Potiphar's wife's seduction. The stance of Rabbi Rucham and Rabbi Chatzkel suggests that Joseph's actions in that fraught moment were not mere reactions, but the result of his continuous awareness and mindfulness. Joseph's ability to control his moral choices, even under intense pressure, mirrors a deep-seated commitment to ethical living, a principle heavily advocated by these Musar masters. An anecdote about Rabbi Rucham Lvovitz illustrates this principle beautifully. Known for his penetrating insights into human character, Rabbi Rucham once emphasized the importance of constant self-awareness in spiritual growth. He would say that a person should live with the constant realization 
that each action shapes one's character and destiny. This belief was not just theoretical, he lived it. It is told that once when a student questioned Rabbi Rucham about how he dealt with the heavy responsibility of guiding so many souls, Rabbi Rucham responded that he lived each day with such intensity and focus that by night he could rest peacefully, knowing he had fulfilled his duties to the fullest. This story encapsulates the essence of his teachings on self-awareness and discipline, traits exemplified in Joseph's conduct. Similarly, an illustrative story about Reb Levenstein highlights his teachings on moral vigilance. Once during a particularly challenging time in the yeshiva, when the yeshiva was in Shanghai for some years to escape the murderous Nazi machine that wanted to kill them, Reb noticed that some of the students were becoming despondent, depressed, and they were not attending the learning sadorim in the base medrash. He gathered them together and delivered an impassioned talk about the importance of maintaining moral and spiritual standards even in adversity. He emphasized to the boys that true character is revealed not in comfort, but in times of trial and difficulty. That is when a person shows their true character. This message, echoing his belief in the necessity of constant ethical vigilance is reflected in Joseph's unwavering moral stance during his ordeal with Potiphar's wife. In light of these anecdotes, Joseph's refusal to succumb to temptation becomes a powerful embodiment of the teachings of Rabbi Rucham and Rabbi Chaskel. His actions demonstrate the Musa ideals of self-discipline, awareness, and ethical constancy, principles that these two giants of Jewish thought not only taught, but lived by. This perspective on Joseph's story not only enriches our understanding of his moral fortitude, but also provides an everlasting lesson in the pursuit of ethical and spiritual excellence. The masterpiece Musa Sefer Chovas Halavovas by Rabbeinu Bachya ibn Pakuda delves deeply into the realms of inner devotion and the sincerity of one's relationship with God, Chovas Halavovas stands out as a monumental guide in understanding the essence of serving Hashem, not just through outward observance, but through purity of heart and intention. Within this framework, Joseph's resistance to Potiphar's wife transcends a mere act of refusal. It becomes a profound testament to his inner devotion and commitment to God. Rabbeinu Bachya emphasizes that true service to God is rooted in one's emotions, as that is where one's intentions and feelings reside. In this narrative of Joseph and Mrs. Potiphar, this concept is vividly illustrated. Joseph's refusal to engage with Potiphar's wife articulated in his own words, How can I do this great evil and sin against God? is not merely a response to an external temptation, but a reflection of his deep internal commitment to God. Joseph's decision was made in private, away from the public eye, highlighting that his devotion was not for show, but rather it was genuine. It was a genuine expression of his faith and of his 
moral principles. It was who he was. Chavis Halavavis also discusses the challenges of maintaining integrity in the face of trials and temptations. Joseph's situation epitomizes this struggle. He was in a foreign land, away from his family and his community, and under the authority of his Egyptian master. Despite these pressures, his steadfastness in maintaining his moral and spiritual integrity demonstrates that his actions were driven by a sincere and heartfelt devotion to God. This perspective is further enriched when considering what Rabbeinu Bachia writes in Shar HaBitachon, a section of Choves Halavovus. Rabbeinu Bachia writes about the importance of placing one's total trust in Hashem, especially in challenging circumstances. Joseph's ability to resist Potiphar's wife, despite the potential consequences, can be, can be seen as an act of profound trust in Hashem. Joseph chose to do what was ethically and spiritually right, trusting that God would take care of the outcome and that everything would be okay because he was doing the right thing. In essence, Joseph's resistance was not only a moral victory, but also a spiritual one. It aligns perfectly with the teachings of Chovas Halvovus, showcasing how true devotion to God manifests in both public actions and in private choices. Which brings me to the end of our shir today. Let me conclude by saying this. Joseph's ethical stand against Potiphar's wife is a multifaceted demonstration of Yerashamayim and moral integrity. His decision to just say no when viewed through the lens of classical Musa teachings highlights the importance of inner conviction, self-respect, self-awareness and a deep commitment to living a life that is aligned with God's will. Joseph's story serves as, as an enduring example of the strength and significance of ethical choices in the face of life's most difficult challenges. And with that, let me thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I look forward to you joining me for my next cheer. Thank you.